Like being positive without being pretend, not just going, hey, we're in the middle of a storm, but hey, it's sunny outside. That's okay. Like not being in, in that in that way. But yeah. I always think of there's so many people that are ready to take up the mantle of being negative and being hateful and being shoehorning whatever their narrative is into every situation. And, and you just go, you know, what? I'm gonna let everyone else do that. Like my, my deal is going to be this, how I'm going to approach everything. And if you want to be negative and you want to um, just, there's enough people that do that already. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you guys have that covered. Let's go to our corner and be <laughs> the little, little happy corner over here. You don't know what you're missing. Cause you never had nothing at all. She played the game, but nothing was the same. Welcome back to the Direct Your Vibe podcast. I'm your host and director of Vibes, Leslie Schultz. I'm thrilled to introduce you to a great friend of mine on this week's podcast. Aaron Wall is an incredibly talented vocalist, multi-instrumentalist, producer, and all-around badass, kind-hearted individual. He's built a life that allows him to support his family full-time through music, which includes being the frontman of one of my favorite bands, 40 Watt Hype. If you're not up to speed with 40 Watt Hype, get ready because, oh my god, they are amazing. They bring so much energy to their live performances with a fusion of Latin, hip-hop, soul, and reggae vibes all in one breath. I'll share a few different songs throughout the episode as you get to know Aaron and learn how amazing this band is, this human is, and how it all came to be. Let's dive right into the good vibes. So I have to hear this story. Yeah, yeah, it was all started in backyard party. So, it, so originally we had our uh, we we made like demo tapes and stuff back in the day. It's kind of kind of like a joke, like you know, we were rapping and kind of being stupid. And then uh, and we made a couple kind of ser- more serious tracks. And then a friend of ours heard it and, and said, "Hey, can you you know can you play? Can you guys play at this party? We're having a party." And I don't want to show up with you know a tape deck because we had myself and the other rappers. And so so we thought, okay, I know a bunch of guys that play. I play. So we you know filled out the band. You know, I got a drummer, bass player, guitar player, and you know, filled it up. And um, then we played that party just just to just to do it once. We weren't thinking like we're gonna launch a band, we're gonna do it, and this is where this is where we're gonna go. And then the people liked it. So then we said, okay, cool. You want to play again? All right, we'll do that. And then we recorded, uh, you know, with with the band, and then it just from there kind of. So I'm curious, like why? I'm curious why you guys didn't take it as serious when you were just recording was it just something that was fun and you didn't consider it like something you could actually do yeah. and make some money well at, at that time i was playing drums like a heavy metal band so that was like this is my <laughs> no band. like we're gonna rock out we're gonna, yeah yeah so i but i liked all kinds of music but i was playing with my brother in a heavy metal band so that was the band that i was in and this was just kind of for fun and it was kind of like a different side of the coin because i like i've always liked rap music and hip-hop music so that was kind of different side of the coin from the heavy heavy metal project we didn't sit down and go, okay, let's make a band. Let's make a group. This is what right. we're going to do. This is what we're going to call it. You know, we didn't, we didn't plan it. We didn't really have a plan. That didn't come until a little bit later. So it just kind of, I guess, it organically just evolved and kind of came about as it, as it should have, as opposed to being, you know, kind of too well thought out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah. then when did the name 40 Watt Hype come together? That was shortly after we uh, decided that, well, if we want people to take us seriously, maybe we shouldn't call ourselves Whack MCs. 
Um, <laughs> that was your you first know, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called Whack MCs. So, because we were making fun of ourselves, right? That's what we were just saying. Like, we're just some stupid Whack MCs, and this is who we are. And mm-hmm. I kind of, actually, I thought back, and I was like, that's kind of good if you call yourself a Whack MC before anyone else can, then you're yep. kind of taking the, you know, <laughs> taking the sting out of it. So, um, so then we switched it to, uh, we were actually called Ilphonic. This is a little fact. I don't, I don't know if anyone knows this, except for the guys in the band. We were called Ilphonic for like a week. <laughs> so we made a recording. It was a live recording at this place called the Rainbow Ballroom for us, and we called ourselves Ilphonic. But then we found out that someone else had that name. Ah. So we were only Ilphonic for like a week, and then um, so then we changed it to Forty Watt High Films, and that was that. Oh my god, I love that! Yeah. I didn't know any. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I really love it because a lot of it's so perfect. A lot of what we're talking about on the different interviews is like just kind of taking messy action and not waiting until it's perfect or right. having the right band name or all the little. Yes. check marks figured out like yep. you guys just kind of sent it and you're like okay yeah this works. exactly since then you guys have toured all over the country let's talk about some of your favorite places that music has brought you i mean obviously top on the list way up there is beautiful lake tahoe of course <laughs> you know yeah. playing on playing on the lake you know at, at, on the slopes or uh, in, on the lake or anywhere in, you know in the casinos or the awesome venues that they have there that's that's always always a good time miami is is up there that's why yeah. you know it's cool the coolest place we've been we've been there uh, several times i could see your so music I'm, fitting yeah. really well in miami and yeah well received yeah yeah we we fit in pretty pretty well there and then on the flip side it was really cool to go to places like you know like idaho or colorado where you could tell they're really thirsty for something different or something that was that they might not get out there on a regular okay. basis so those places were, were really different the audience the crowds were different they didn't understand the music like we'd sing a song in spanish or both they're just like, what? what are you talking about? No, no one speaks Spanish here. But, but they didn't care. But that was the cool part about it. We go to Montana. So um, those were, those ones were cool in like a different way. But uh, Miami for sure is, is I'd say, maybe top on this. But as a huge, as you know, I'm a huge Dodger fan. Yeah. I know, I know it's not popular to say in, in, in the Lake Tahoe region. But yeah, when we played at Dodger Stadium, that was, for me personally, just as a diehard Dodger fan, like my family came out and we were yeah. all Dodger fans. So that was a pretty cool gig. Oh, that must have been just like such a cool moment coming, having that come together. So I love that you kind of led me into this when you were talking about going to places like Idaho and Colorado where they might not expect what you guys serve up because that's my favorite thing about 40 Watt Hype is right when you think that you guys are kind of just like this reggae, hip hop, kind of put you in that box, all of a sudden then you start singing in Spanish and it's like a whole nother, whole nother world. So how does all of that kind of come together? And like, what are musical influences that brought all of those different genres into what you guys put together? All of us are from Fresno. So Fresno is a really, really diverse place. Um, but without really trying, you can, you know, learn Spanish pretty quickly and pick up on, you know, the local vibe and the local culture. I started playing salsa groups and Latin groups at a, at a young age, you know, in, in high school. And then I, truth be told, I'm not very good at math. So when I was in high school, I, I was not doing well in math. I had to take a summer school math class. So, but it turned out good for me because the only class in my neighborhood school that they offers was Spanish, native speakers, Spanish math. So this is math offered for only people who do not speak English. They only speak Spanish. Oh, wow. So they go, hey, good news is we have the class that you need. However, it's a native Spanish speakers class. And I go, ah, I had a friend that spoke Spanish and he's like, yeah, you know, if you don't understand, I'll translate for you. And we got, we talked too much. So then we got separated. So then now I'm alone in the native Spanish speakers class kind of just trying to soak it up. And that was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. So for all that whole entire summer, I'm just around native Spanish speakers the whole yeah. time. 
So then that mixed with the, you know, the salsa vibe or cumbia and music from Fresno, from the Fresno area, then that kind of started to bleed over into like the hip hop side of things and the reggae side of things. And it fits pretty naturally that like cumbia music and, and salsa music has a really heavy backbeat. It has it's, it's African music originally. It's all kind of tied in and you yeah. kind of start to see that over time you hear it and you kind of go, oh, you know what? If you just put a heavy snare on this and you put a heavy kick on that and you kind of move that a little bit, it's, you know, it's got a cool backbeat to it. And this is, this is kind of a universal thing. So, so that's kind of where, where it started lyrically for me to like get better at Spanish and understand Spanish and, and be able to do a challenge going, you know, I think I want to, I'd like to rap in Spanish or sing in Spanish and see what that would be. Okay. What could I talk about coming from my perspective? And so I thought it was interesting and it was fun. I don't know if other people think it's interesting. Some of them do, some of them don't, you know, but that's, that's what it is. It's kind of how it started. I think it's great. It brings such an extra bit of excitement to your guys' live shows because, like you said, no one expects it. Unless they know right. who you guys are and what kind of music you play, it just right. totally catches people by surprise. And from what I've seen, at least, it really captivates the crowd and just gets them super excited. Yeah, we always try to throw a little curveball at them. And, and it's always something to keep in the pocket. You know, if, if I'm in line somewhere, someone's speaking Spanish, then I, I, I play possum. Just pretend I can understand. Just makes the life a little, little more interesting. <laughs> I know what you're saying over there. I heard you. <laughs> That's really fun. Uh, I like that. So we just try, yeah, we try to keep things interesting on stage and for the audience just because, uh, you know, every show to us, we try to bring something that's unique and different. So if you've seen us 20 times or two times, you're always going to see something that you haven't seen before. So That is absolutely true. I mean, we've, we worked a weekend together where you performed one night and then literally the next day at two different venues with two different crowds. But I saw both of the shows and they were not the same show. Right. And not really very many people or artists are able to pull that off. I think it's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it makes it interesting. Keeps it interesting. Siempre cada día tiene su propio destino. Conocimiento y madurez de los viejitos con la energía y voz de los jovencitos. Corazón de los pobres con el dinero de los ricos. Yo quiero todo grande, chico, melodía y el ritmo. Placeres sin dolores, dinero sin labores. Más y más. We want the destination, but we don't want the flight. We want all the freedom, but we don't want the fight. We want all the pleasure, but we don't want the pain. Your music for sure brings a lot of positivity. I think it speaks to who you guys are as people. And so I want to know if you have any tools for positivity that you can share with people, like things that you do for yourself to stay in a good mindset. Well, one of the things is, you know, that, that you'll hear, probably hear people say all the time is when you when you surround yourself with positive people. So, you know, people like yourself, you know, your your style of, of your outlook, you know, kind of how you approach things, you know, keeping, con you know, contact with people like yourself and following what you do yeah, online. You. And so that that to me, that's part of it, because you soak up what's around you. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. You, I mean, naturally. Right. I mean, yeah, if you soak up things that someone's, you know, kind of, kind of always bumming things out or being negative or kind of looking at the downside, then you start to go, yeah, you're right. This is pretty horrible. You know, for me, I, I always think of, you know, it's trying to be grateful, like whatever situation you find yourself in, if you can find a way to be grateful, then you're going to find a positive spin on it. And then it's just going to so attract I, I, more of that to you because that's what you're focusing on. Right, exactly. And then that is the law, law of attraction, right? Where you're, you're putting that out, you're being grateful, and then you're surrounding yourself by other people who are grateful. And then, then it kind of, kind of snowballs from there. And then you find yourself looking around and going, even though you're not, it's not necessarily all musicians in the same room. It's just people from different walks, different things, but they all have the same mindset in, in, in common with you. you yeah. know? And I always think, and without being, like being positive without being pretend. Not just going, hey, we're in the middle of a storm, but hey, it's sunny outside. That's okay. Like not being in, in that in that way. But yeah. I always think of there's so many people that are ready to take up the mantle of being negative and being hateful and being 
shoehorning whatever their narrative is into every situation and and you just go you know what? i'm gonna let everyone else do that like my my deal is gonna be this how i'm gonna approach everything and if you want to be negative and you want to um just there's enough people that do that already then mm-hmm. i'm like okay you guys have that covered let's go to our corner and be the little <laughs> little happy corner over here <laughs> i so, love it the happy and, you know, corner. that's where people want to be they do yeah exactly and well happy people want to be there and yeah. you want to be around there too. And then you do a lot of stuff. I, I think like exercise is important, but I've seen you do a lot of stuff with, with exercise. What do you think about, about that? I think that's like the superpower of staying positive personally. I mean, for me, it's kind of my outlet. If I'm stressed or even if my energy is like a little too high and I'm too excited, like that's the way to kind of put that energy somewhere. And it either elevates me back up or just like kind of makes me a little more even keeled. So for me, it's become a non-negotiable in my own life. And I notice when I skip a day because maybe I'm sore and all of a sudden it's like right. five, I start to notice my mood drops like intensely. And perhaps that's not for everybody, but for me, it's really become like the way to find a positive mindset. So do you think, do you think it's the, is it like the adrenaline or like endorphins or just getting, getting out? What, what do you think? How do you think, think that works? Oh, for sure. It's the endorphins. I mean, that's, that's science that that makes you happy. But for me, it's like today I did one of the hardest workouts I've done in months. And by completing that, like it just fills you with so much pride and kind of stacks up evidence that I've got this shit, no matter what yeah. life's going to throw at me today. Like I just did I, that. I can do it. Yeah, I can do yeah. anything. This is easy. Yeah. But yeah, it helps to point. shift yeah. my perspective when things seem difficult. It's like, okay, but I'm capable of it. That's a good point. If you, you know, I guess if you're, if you're tackling that first, then you're like, okay, that was the hardest thing to do today. Yeah. And right. that's exactly why I love doing that of working out in the yeah. morning is like, yeah, yeah, it's the hardest thing I've got today. All right, bring it on. Yeah. That's a good point. I dig that. So speaking of gratitude, this has become one of my favorite questions and I didn't prep you with this because I like to throw this one at people. What is something in your life that you have right now? that back in the day, maybe five, 10 years ago, you really, really wished that you could cultivate that in your life. And now you have it. We'll start two things. One of them is to be balanced. And I'm still always working on trying to be balanced. Mm-hmm. So course. I don't know if I have, have that quite yet. But my goal always was to have um, music like support my life and my family. So that was my overall goal. And whether that was, you know, if you teach music or do studio sessions or record or mix or teach music, do private lessons, whatever it might be to, to kind of cultivate income for, for your life and for your family and, you know, sustaining and stuff like that. That was always my ultimate goal. That, that's something that I could, I feel pretty good about. And not, not financially wise, like, Oh, I'm, I'm a millionaire now, you know, I'm, uh, but okay. just to be able to be at a place where you go, Hey, this is working out. That's, that's for sure. One thing. And then the balance part is, is where I'm, maybe that's the next five years. Or yeah. five years from now, I go, hey, everything's balanced out. I can do this. I can do that. Because you're juggling a lot of balls, a lot of things in the air to make sure everything is, you know, even killed and everything gets the attention that it needs to. But yeah, that's a good question. That's a really great answer too. And I think a lot of the people that are going to be listening in, like that's a goal that they have. So what advice do you have to someone who's aspiring for something similar and maybe share some steps that helped you to get to that place? So for music, my, my, what I would say to people is diversify. So um, <clears throat> a lot of people, when they're first starting out, they will say they're going to do one thing. You know, nowadays, the landscape of, of the music industry, now you have to be pretty, pretty well-rounded. And you're, it's rare to find a person that's only a keyboard player in a band or someone that's only doing one exact thing. 
you have to find ways and expand your talents, expand like what you do somehow. And it's different for everybody. And you have to be a little bit creative to find out different avenues. So for myself, it would be, okay, you know how to play the drums. So you're going to, you can teach drums. All right. Um, you have a, you have access, you have a recording uh, setup so I could write music for people, record people, write uh, commercial jingles, um, do scores for projects, TV or, or movies, finding a way to expand what you already do and monetize it in a way that you're comfortable with and staying within what you want to do, which is music or whatever it might be. So that, that's my main thing is to try, try to diversify whatever you do and expand it outside of just the, the single. Start with your single point of whatever your strongest thing is that you do and then splinter out from there. Um, and then that's where the balance comes in. That's really great advice. And I think that's applicable to anyone, not just musicians, but like anything anyone's trying to do in life. It's good to start with one thing, master that, but then diversify it. And how else can you, you know, make that beneficial for your life? I love that. Exactly. They say only the strong survive and I'm still alive The mantra that we live by one day at a time Trying to stay civilized Axe grinding on the 9 to 5 Hand to mouth, month to month just to get by Trying to play savior, smile now and cry later My man pushed the fader Only the strong survive what is a major obstacle that you've had in your life that you've had to overcome? And what did you learn from that? The obstacle was kind of also the asset, you know, from, from us coming from Fresno, for those of you listening, this is, it's right in the middle of California. It's kind of, it's basically in between LA and San Francisco. It's not known for being a music, you know, musical hotbed, but we have a lot of acts and awesome musicians that come out of here. So I think the main obstacle for us would, would be to somehow, you know, travel outside of Fresno, you know, to get our sound outside of Fresno and to get, you know, connect, connected and network and then travel outside of Fresno to, to be received outside of Fresno and not, and sound like ourselves, but uh, be recognized by other people from other cities. Um, but being from Fresno is also an asset because it made us work harder and it mm. de- definitely made us work harder, made us do different things to stand out. And then it, it made us sound different because we're from a different place. So if you're from San Francisco or some other, you know, LA, you know, you're going to have a certain sound that, that goes along with wherever you're from. And I, so I think the, the hard part about being from Fresno was you're from Fresno and you say, Oh, you know, I haven't heard of you guys, you know, uh, but then the good thing was that could work in your favor. Like, you know, cause you're, you're kind of creating a, a cool and unique, unique sound. I love that perspective that you could have just let that be, oh, well, we're from Fresno. It's not going to work out. No one's going to know who we are. But instead you totally flipped that perspective and used that to your advantage to push you guys and inspire you. I think that's amazing. Yeah, we, we, we tried to, and then, you know, sometimes we, you know, we play, play in LA and we play with another band and we, we drive three hours to be at the gig and they would drive an hour and 45 minutes and they're from LA. So they're stuck in traffic for an hour and 45 minutes and we just drove straight through you know, two hours and 45 minutes. And we're like, Hey, not bad. We can live in Fresno. And we'll only, you know, you only have to, we only have one more hour drive, you know, considering your traffic. So, so there were some cool, cool aspects about it. And it's, and it's cheaper to live here. If I, if I'm, you know, you moved to LA, a lot of people go, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to do music. And then they have to, then they get a gig working at a coffee shop or being a waiter, or you, you want to be an actor and then you're, you're a waiter to afford to live in LA. So now you're working a ton and not acting yeah. because you, then it's you're in this little cycle of like, well, I have to pick more hours to cover my rent. Now I can't go on auditions or I can't go gig and I can't leave 
and go on tour because I need to cover my rent. And so in Fresno, go, Hey, move to Fresno, man. Just drive, <laughs> drive and come back. Yeah. I love that. And you know what I'm really loving of all of the stories is it's like, you've decided what success means to you and not looking at other people's standards. You're just creating your own vision for it and, and making all that happen. And that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. I get That's a good way of looking at it. Like that. In the hardest times is when we start thriving. Only the strong survive, and I'm still alive. So let me see you get them high, high, high. Get them up high from side to side. Just to let them know that we're still alive. Ain't nobody stopping till we reach the sky. Come on, only well, uh, come check us out online. Our website's 40watthype.net. And uh, we're on like Instagram and you know Facebook and all that and, and Twitter. But I'm, we're not on TikTok though. Is that the new? Is that the? Is that, are you on I TikTok? I guess it is. Snapchat? I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to dabble into it. So yeah, check us out online and you know, if you're in the area, come check out our shows. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Direct Your Vibe podcast. Be sure to connect with 40 Watt Hype on all their socials, catch them at a live show and share this podcast with a friend today. Keep your vibes high and we'll talk soon. Only a strong, gonna keep it alive. Oh, only a strong survive. Only a strong, Gonna survive. Oh, only the strong survive. Only the strong. Gonna keep it alive. Oh, only the strong survive. Get them up high from side to side. Just to let them know that we're still alive. Strong. Ain't no one stop until we reach the sky. Come on, only the strong survive. Get them up high from side to side. Just to let them know that we're still alive strong. Ain't no one stop until we reach the sky Come on, only the strong survive Uh-huh, uh-huh.